of all ages, welcome back to Not Another World. Oh, I'm real... Max Bremer. Welcome to Not Another World, a real podcast. I'm Dylan Kempton. <laughs> Thank you, Dylan. And you know, Dylan, the other day, I, I came to a, a realization when it comes to this particular show, because every time after I watch it, whether with you or without it, I just have this like this kind of bodily sensation as if I'm just, it's like I've just eaten a Hot Pocket. You know, it's where it comes out of the microwave. I, Max, I'll be honest, I have no fucking clue what you're on about, but do go on. <laughs> I, to me, and there are many who disagree with me, but to me, the experience of having just eaten a Hot Pocket is a small amount of disgust with yourself, a small amount of like, God, you know, it, it was enjoyable for what it was, and a small amount of I'm less healthy than I was 30 minutes ago. And the, the first and the last most of those parts of the sensation, I feel strongly enough that I'm reminded of the Hot Pockets. There's something about <laughs> finishing an episode where I'm like, God, it's over. It's like... I shouldn't have done that. It's like, you know when you're watching, like, the nasty porn... You have the porn and you finish it and you're like, oh, okay. And you have the other stuff and it's like, oh, that's Whoa. nasty. Exactly. I think the conclusion we're coming to here is that Hot right. Pockets are the nasty porn of the food industry. Okay, um, I want you to... where Where's the ideal size between Hot Pocket, <laughs> Totino's Pizza Roll, and a Calzone? I'm somewhere controversial. <laughs> somewhere in there, there's I'm the gonna ideal say, size. I'm going to say that the ideal size is in another world with my smartphone featuring protagonist Toya, whatever his last name is. Uh, and I'm going to use that as a smooth transition. <laughs> Dylan, <laughs> what, what happened last episode? Okay, last episode, they got a mansion because uh -huh. fuck it. Oh. <laughs> what, what's anything? Um... Uh, Sushi shows up. Her dad proposes that she also gets married to Toya. It's great. Um, then they're going to go to the Eastman Kingdom, which is called... Uh, what's it called? Mismead. Mismead. That uncultured yeah. swine. Have you ever even been to Mismead? Have you <laughs> ever been, been to Mismead. Had a Mismead curry? Oh. We have great curry, apparently. Apparently. <laughs> uh, it's... And, um, yeah, while they're traveling, a dragon just shows up. And I don't think we talked about this last time, but it's wild that it just, like, shows mm -hmm. up for no reason. Like, oh, the yeah. odds of that are whatever. Um, but it, it does, and there's some bullshit Hey, hold on, I want to call you out. We, we know nothing about the odds of that. For all we know, the, the, this is, like, the most common occurrence in this place. The show certainly doesn't tell us <laughs> what the odds of that are. Or establish, like, is this something no one's ever seen? Or does this happen every Friday? But, Dylan, well, we're, that's fair, we're, we're but getting caught up on the last episode. We got dragons. Yeah, uh, and then... That's it. <laughs> yeah, no, that is it. And it, the, the, the disappointing thing, the other disappointing thing, it's like as we go along, the hot pocket is more pocket and less hot. Because there's yeah, there's very little substance that's being added into. Well, you're gonna notice we're really stretching our bits because there's less and less substance to go well, about. The there's thing some is, things to we discuss. We microwaved twelve hot pockets at the start, 
and we, we decided to microwave them all at the same time. And now... And that was a poor decision. It was a poor decision, our, because now we're in episode seven, and goddamn, these Hot Pockets are, like, lukewarm at best at oh. this point. Plus, and we we old. somehow managed to eat them in like order from like best most filling to like absolute just shitty bread casing. <laughs> it's I so let me talk so this episode it's like it's, because it, I can it, go it on to one of those you know, you seen that meme that's like the hot pocket oops all pocket <laughs> and it's just all bread <laughs> that's what this that's what this is oh, becoming. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so, but you're not gonna believe me unless I tell you. Mm. So. Uh, the intro, the thing that's here to get us hooked on this episode, is <laughs> Leon and the buff furry guard talk about how great Toya is. And then we cut to the intro. <laughs> that's it. I was hooked. Uh, but hold on, we can talk about that in a second. To, to give the plot summary, we go to the intro. Uh, the townsfolk, who are very grateful, give him a dragon fang and a mysterious ninja knife. Ooh. Uh, they ride down, they get to Mizmead. The tiger says it senses two hidden people following them. They meet with the Beastman King and the princess, whatever her name is, with two different color eyes, gives him a Yumina. letter. Uh, Yumina. Whatever. Do I look like a loser to you? Uh, he wants to spar with Toya for some reason. Toya beats him in two rounds. Uh, the next, the, they go to a big party. There's dumb, the party doesn't matter. He leaves all tired, and he follows a weird little bear to meet this fairy lady. It's a teddy bear. Oh, my bear. God. I've, I've already forgotten her name. <laughs> it's, a, it's an animated teddy bear, and her name is Lean? Yes, yes. It, it's like a living teddy bear, and he meets Lean. Uh, she tells him that she has this spell program for some reason, and then she tells him to become her apprentice. He doesn't, but now he knows uh, program. Max, Max, you're forgetting something. <sighs> yes, yeah, still. How old is Lean? <laughs> Dylan, I was saving that. I was building up to that for later. But, oh, whoa, Lean is, she looks young, but she's actually 612. This is the one acceptable place to use that, like, SpongeBob meme where all the letters are, like, capital and, and uncapitals. Like, she's actually 650. <laughs> uh, the, he, he leaves. The next day, he uses modeling and programming to make a gun. And it's also a sword. <laughs> it's a gun he, sword. They go to dinner and he this, the tiger senses the people again. He zips over to them with... Oh, he learned a spell to go fast from the, the king. Right, because he, he didn't already have one of those. <laughs> right. He zips over to them and they use magic flashbang on him. But he just runs after them again. He fucking shoots them with rubber bullets. He learns they're his maids following the princess as secret bodyguards for some reason, and he's super chill with this. They eat dinner. He does a gate to let the kings meet each other. That's it. That's the whole episode. There are maybe two plot points worth discussing there. Yep. And there's things that aren't probably, plot points worth discussing. I think we're going to have to talk, in light of like recent events, we're going to have to talk about the gun and the rubber bullets. Oh, wow. That I are guess going we on are. Here. Well, there's. Much as we don't want to, like, we don't want to get into politics on this show, but it's kind of unavoidable because even as we were watching it and I was watching this whole segment where he, like, makes himself a gun and then he makes, there's, there's like, two of the girls with him, he makes them guns. I was like, did the NRA write this segment? Right. <laughs> like, were they and paid by, because whatever your opinions are on this subject, this was, this was, like, weird as fuck, dude. Yeah. This was some. I mean, 
<laughs> yeah, okay, whatever your opinions are, I'm not going to shy away from my opinions on this I subject. Know, I know, but <laughs> I And, and well, I not, I don't really, like, I don't really have any. I maybe lean towards your opinions, I think. Yeah. But other than that, I, I think we can listen. all agree that 12-year-olds should not have guns. <laughs> we can we can start with some basics, you I know? Think we can, we can start <laughs> we there can and work that. our way out. We can work our way up to some, some yeah. better. All right. Okay. So to start... Uh, this beginning segment is, we really, we used the, the horrible intro, uh, the horrible song intro sequence to discuss why it exists, because we can start at a basic level where, so we have Leon and I don't think we, I, oh, we learn at one point what the buff furry guard's name is. His name is Garen. The Beast King says it. Um, and they talk about, wow, how great are they, they defeated the dragon on their own and they gave all the resources to the town. They're so great. And like, that's the whole scene. There's well, nothing else there. Worth. I, wrote well, except what, that... I wrote down what Leon says. Oh yeah? Which is, they are mighty and magnanimous. Oh Jesus Christ. <laughs> which is like... It's like he's writing most... a Bible about them. <laughs> right, that's the most like jerk yourself off writing that you can exactly. do. <laughs> it's <laughs> like Leon is a hand puppet and Toya's hand is just way up there in his ass. <laughs> just oh they are mighty and magnanimous, my god. I mean And it's the thing is it's mm-hmm. really easy to like give a dragon to help with the recovery <laughs> when you own a mansion that you don't have to pay for and also have four hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> it's true. It's true. And also that the the fact that he's so like I don't know, it's because it really doesn't strike me when Toya does it as a magnanimous act. Because whenever he does an action, including this one, he's just like, oh yeah, whatever. It's just like sure. Yeah, it's I like he doesn't get that his money actions... doesn't mean anything for him at <laughs> exactly. this point. Except later when sometimes it does, you know? Oh, yeah, it's it's very strange. But, but my main point is just that I, I buy that his actions had magnanimous effect, but his intentions are very clearly read as just like, oh, I didn't I didn't really care about this stuff. Like, sure, you want yeah. the dragon body, yeah, I mean, whatever. It, it almost felt like he was like, Oh yeah, it's kinda gross. <laughs> I don't wanna, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't wanna deal with that shit. Exactly, like <laughs> Oh, you want the body of it? I mean, sure, you do you, but like, <laughs> that's not that's not my thing. I wrote down another thing they said, which is like, which is I'm questioning their need for an escort. Which, thank you, Garen. Yes. So are we all. <laughs> and that I'm that is not the, the need first. For anybody <laughs> other than Toya to ever be traveling with Toya. <laughs> and I, this is not the first time the show has question its own like method of building these characters in this world there was like that time i think it was like episode two or something where it's like god you're so overpowered it's just exasperating and we were all like yup absolutely that, there's another one actually later in this one um with lean mm-hmm. oh yeah yeah yeah. you're right we, and we it's get hard for me to tell whether that's in the original show okay like mm-hmm. here's what i'm trying to parse is that the author having some level of self-awareness or is that uh-huh. when it was adapted for anime sometimes those some of those writers were like this is just uh-huh. too much or oh, was yeah, it yeah, the yeah. english translator when they were writing it for the voice actors but somewhere on the line somebody like right, least... i hadn't thought about how there's like several points where that could have been put in 
because it becomes weird if it, it, it there's those weird aspects to each of those if it's in the original show then besides it being just kind of like i guess a poor attempt at like meta humor it's it's weird that the rest of the time it takes it all very seriously like this show does not like an criticizing itself ironically or like a very self-aware show right. Right, it really relishes in the it relishes in the stereotypes it fulfills. So it would be odd that it just has these very short moments of like self aware humor. But yeah, then, it, but it seems to. It seems it seems to if that's the case that it was in the original. If right, it's if like that's you in were like saying, the manga. To yeah, begin with. if it's when it was adapted to anime, then I kind of wish they'd done more. <laughs> I wish they'd put that in in more places. Like, please, you tried to save us. Don't half-ass it. Full-ass this shit. Yeah. <laughs> but maybe they couldn't. Maybe they had to stick to the original manga to a certain extent. I don't know. I'm kind of rambling at this point. But the point is... Uh, I, we're going to have the thing that makes this intro full-ass everything. That's our oh, <laughs> new t-shirt merch. Never... <laughs> <laughs> I want a t-shirt that reads, never accept less than 100% of the ass. All right? <laughs> Um, and the, the, the thing about the, another part of the reason why we bring this scene up for this long is the show really has not jerked itself off about its <laughs> married uh, Gary Stu protagonist this hard yet. I don't think it's done it sort of indirectly, but never just super direct other characters talking about how great he is and how much he loves him. Like, yeah, oh my God. Wouldn't it be great but if, this, like, this after the whole harem bullshit, too. like, Toya ends up with Leon? <laughs> 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 oh, that would be... That would be... There's but, more chemistry there between them than, than, than several of the girls. Else. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, actually, this is a thought I'm having now. Uh -huh. Who among the girls does Toya have honest, genuine chemistry with? Oh, that's a good question. That's like, a good question. Because I, it's very hard. And I, I think we should rephrase it as just which of them does he have the most honest chemistry with? Right. Um, at which point, I'd say you got to kind of rank him from least to most. Right. Because, like, we can start at the least and just say he really barely interacts with some of them. Right? Like, yeah. Like, he barely interacts with Punchy Girl. Um, except during, like, the weird dress buying scene. But maybe there's something there. I don't know. Maybe she's mid-tier. He kind of has anti-chemistry. You think least. Samurai Girl's the top notch? No, I think she's the least. You think chemistry. she's the least? She has this. There's like this some. There's weird stuff with her brother uh -huh. and him. But other than that, their relationship is almost entirely. She likes having food, and he is a provider <laughs> of food. <laughs> and he can pay for it. So that's You're right. Like, that's a good point. That's a good point. So is the one he has the most chemistry with? Frickin' um, Lynn? Is Lynn the name of magic genius? Uh, is it Lynn or Rent? That's a meaningless distinction. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think I think we'd have to say his biggest chemistry is there. Because, like, we've had actually several one-on-one -on -one scenes between Toya and Lynn where, like, something was happening. Right. And she's, and, like, she's as... actually, like, benefiting from, you know, she was, remember there's that mm -hmm. whole scene where she was, like, struggling to do the bubble and as dumb as that scene was like uh, at least they both kind of like got something from each other in yeah. that scene right yeah so i don't know yeah i'd go with lynn absolutely 
Which, and then I'd say there's also a lot of, like, opposite of chemistry with the fucking princess with yeah. the, the two colored eyes. No, because she, God, she really, really wants to get into, like, an engagement with him, and he really doesn't want that. This is, like, if anything, this is, like, legal stalking what's happening here. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's, <laughs> like, what, what, it, what it is, is it's, like, so, like, Toya's the cool kid. At school, right? But then, like... Oh, my God, I see exactly where you're going with But her dad's, like... He, like, owns the school. So he's like, Toya, you gotta... Hey, Toya, you wanna... uh, You should come have lunch with my daughter. (laughs) And Toya's like, what? That's weird. And he's like, you know, it's your your chemistry grades. (laughs) Your chemistry grades looking a little down there. Oh, oh okay. We have that. Really, is what it is. It's like if the king arranges a marriage for you, you don't fucking turn it down, right? <laughs> oh, and the other, the only other thing to say about this opening scene is why, it, it, along the lines of, is it ironic humor or not? Was Toya's utterly blank stare and yawn after they say this about him like a joke or unintentional? <laughs> I there is so many. Is this show a comedy? <laughs> I thought this show was a tragedy. <laughs> it turns out it's a comedy. Because I don't... Oh my god. Please. Fucking no, Jared like... Leto's Joker in another world on his smartphone. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. The thought just came to me and I couldn't not. Um... <laughs> which, which Joker incarnation would be the best to put in another oh, world? Fuck. <laughs> oh my god! I just, now I'm thinking I about just, the, oh the, Heath Ledger's is there, and it's like, well Heath Ledger's would actually be sick. <laughs> it would be sick, but like it's like, you should uh, let's say he's still named Toya for whatever fucking reason. <laughs> Toya, you you should marry my daughter. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Want to see a magic trick? <laughs> Want to see you your fucking, daughter? Deep. He puts a shogi tile into the king's head. <laughs> he just fucking bashes the king's head into a shogi tile. Oh my god. Oh. Yeah, I can't even like insult. Heath Ledger's Joker is just too good. He could handle any situation. No, absolutely. But, I, but what about what about the, what's the really most want... recent Joker? Oh, oh, uh, Joe Queen. How do you pronounce it? Joaquin? Is that how you pronounce it? I think that's Joaquin right. Phoenix. Yeah. yeah. Oh my Dude. god. <laughs> I mean, that's just like, I mean, at the beginning of that movie, he was just a, just a depressed guy, right? Oh, yeah. Like, wait, hold on. <laughs> so this Whoa. is just like. Whoa, dude. Dude. Yeah? Game theory. Oh, hit he me. is Toya. Oh, fuck. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. Wait. Toya's depressed. Wait. And everyone wants him to. Is Toya it's... Ness from Earthbound? <laughs> okay, that's enough. This has gone far enough. How many gold blocks could Toya lift? (laughs) We've gone too far. (laughs) Okay, so uh, to explain to anyone who doesn't, that was like two nested references right there. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, Max, you want to unpack my shit sense of humor? Oh, speaking of nested loops, let's (laughs) let's (laughs) talk about the rest of the episode. Oh, that was a uh, that was okay. a <laughs> reference to the the YouTube channel Game Pop, Theory, popular YouTube channel. And let's 
I don't want to, like, I want to say, I like MatPat. I do like, like MatPat. Some of his shit is just off his goddamn rocker, uh, you know? <laughs> Anyways. He's the um, hero we need. He He is. <laughs> He's the hero we deserve. Oh, God. Are we ramping Dude, if, up if the to Heath just... Ledger's Joker versus Matt Pat in another <laughs> world with their smartphones? Dude, if the Pope God. had redeemed the Undertale key, we wouldn't have Rona now. <laughs> I think I should I think I should explain this one to the audience, because just the concept you base this on is so ridiculous on its own. Matt Pat who is a YouTuber who makes videos about about theories about video games, met the, met the Pope. He met the Pope. And, and he said, he are gave, you Sans Undertale? No, Dylan, stop. I got to tell them how it really happened. He met the Pope. This really happened. This is not a joke. And he gave the Pope a Steam copy of the game Undertale. <laughs> Like, the Pope has a Steam account. <laughs> Dude, you Holy think when the Steam shit. sale comes tonight, the Vatican <laughs> just fucking pops off? <laughs> oh my god, wait, hold on, I can't hear you, my headphones fell out. Okay. Uh, god, the Vatican just closes for a couple of times. <laughs> Holy shit. The Pope, uh. like, steps out to, like, wave at all the people. But he's just got, like, Cheeto stains on his... He's got a, a solo cup of Mountain Dew. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, oh, and he's like, Taurus, what Christ would have wanted. <laughs> okay, we gotta stop. Okay. Yo, Anyways, can you perform it... the Eucharist with Dew? <laughs> oh, God. I go to church, man. <laughs> Sometimes the timeline we live in is the best one because this is the timeline <laughs> where Matt Pat gave the Pope Undertale. Oh fuck! I I <laughs> does the Pope have a computer? Oh, does the Pope have a, does the Pope Jesus. have Alienware? <laughs> does okay, come on. <laughs> every time, Dylan. Every time I throw something out that I'm like I'm trying to relate it back to a general audience. You take it to an obscure route immediately. <laughs> Every time, Dylan. I threw... God. Okay. You're not picking up what I'm putting down here. You're yes-anding me, but in the wrong direction. Oh, God. Anyways, In Another World with my smartphone <laughs> is a show. <sighs> oh god Jesus if this were like Christ. just us talking I'd like take a minute to recover <laughs> but we gotta keep going we gotta keep going I, I am not kidding I am crying right now I I am like near tears uh, I god that was that's you are a beautiful man but you really try to fuck me over Dylan Kempton <laughs> so Going, we're now past the intro. Okay, yes. we made it past the intro <laughs> sequence. It only before... took us twenty-five minutes. <laughs> so, before they, before they leave the, before they leave where they, you know, the town is, and they fought the dragon and all this, 
the the some of the townspeople come out. They're like, we have a, a an extra fang from the the dragon's body. First of all, I don't know how they had. Like, I'd imagine every resource of the dragon is going to get used and spread out to that town because it was not right. a small town. Like, it was not a town where like one dragon is too much for it. But that's a relatively minor point. Um, yeah, and and they were they were selling all the stuff to rebuild the town. Exactly. But because, I guess they just couldn't find scales, a buyer for the last. They couldn't find a buyer for an incredibly lightweight, sturdy material <laughs> that can be remade into weaponry. But uh, all right, sure, I buy it. Also, yeah. both of the, both of, and this is again a minor thing, but both of the townspeople who came forward to bring him that talent had that weird, the the fucking Brock eyes that anime sometimes does, you know, where their eyes are just lines. Yeah. And I, I wanted to bring it up just as a general topic because I don't understand that. <laughs> I don't understand why you occasionally have, and you're kind of going quiet, so maybe there's like a big reason that I don't know about. No, I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know why sometimes an anime character gets drawn and their eyes are just fucking light. Like, it looks like they're just walking around with their eyes closed. And it it throws Max. me off every fucking time. It's like that's they're... A, it, that's pretty racist. <laughs> Dylan. <laughs> and now you throw me under the bus. You are the anti... You are the villain of this podcast, all right? I'm doing a heel turn. <laughs> You're doing a heel turn right now. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I don't... <laughs> I don't know fucking, what's up with that. It's, it's just bizarre, a And it's weirded thing. me out ever since I saw Pokemon for the first time as a kid. And I was like, Mom, why doesn't Brock use his eyes? <laughs> Which, maybe that's a little worse. But, yeah. anyways, it just, it occurred to me and I had to say it because there's not a lot else to say. They give him the thing and he's like, all right, sure, thanks. Again, he just doesn't care and he just takes it. Yeah. I forget uh, if he has, like, an inventory. I don't think he does. No, no. I think that's there's the no, one. Thank God. The one this thing that they've not they just fully committed on. Exactly. Because a lot of these shows, just from, like, the relatively few I've seen, full commit to, like, everything works exactly like an RPG. Right. And I'd like to thank this show for not doing that. <laughs> Nobody has just fucking stats that pop up in a window. No one has an inventory. But anyways. There's um, still an adventuring guild and there's still quests. Yes, but yes. There's still, but that's, I, I don't can know, man. That. They're kind of half-assing it. This, dude, I am getting Stockholm Syndrome for this show. Because <laughs> this is the third time I've watched it. <laughs> so, but anyways. Uh, <laughs> it does raise the slight question of like, where does he keep it if he doesn't have an inventory? Is this just like in his coat pocket? Oh, it's a big-ass tag. Sure, he just fucking gated it back. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. I forgot. He gives he could, a shit, oh, he, man. He has a mansion. He has game. Dude. He might as well just have a personal inventory. <laughs> How did I not think that's totally what it is? Yeah. He's just chucking this shit into some room back home. But anyways, they they ride off. Um, and I wanted to comment. So the very next thing we see, basically... Well, first of all, in the middle, the tigers... They... Oh, I totally forgot. The people from the village also were like, uh, we found this knife near the, the dragon fighting place. We assumed it was yours, which is actually a fair assumption to make. Um, and uh, it's the big mystery, because who, who <laughs> threw the knife? Who did you know? throw the knife? And I wanna, the first thing I want to say about that is Toya doesn't like ask the other girls if it's one of theirs. Like, That's a good point. What if just fucking Samurai Girl just decided to add knives to her repertoire 
And he's over here like, oh, it's a big mystery. But she's like, oh, that's mine. Like, thanks. <laughs> it's also like a modern looking combat knife. It is, like Which surprisingly is, modern. There's some, I mean, like the, we've talked about the technology level. Yes. There's, Leon later shows up and he's just wearing a straight up tuxedo that looks like <laughs> it's from 19, you know, 70. It's not. And everyone else is wearing like, oh, these are robes from the old times yeah. in that same scene. So I also don't know why he's the only person who wears. Okay, we, we'll wait for that scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll wait, wait for, for the scene. party scene. Um, so they do that, and this is like the little mini side plot of this episode: is who's the through the knife? Because then in the carriage ride, uh, the tiger cat is like, "Master, I sense there's some people following us in the trees," and Toya surprisingly just doesn't care. He's just like, at first, at least, he's just like, "Huh, whatever." Um. And there's nothing to say, unless you have something. I don't have anything well, to say about this Well, just that he scene. could immediately defeat them if he just did a search oh, yeah. for exactly. pursuers. Exactly, why doesn't he just and then search? It would show up on his phone, and then he could just tap their little icons and say, <laughs> paralyze. So, <laughs> but, the fact that he doesn't do that, whatever. Yeah. If he were Cut in, to like, the next scene, because I'm done with his bullshit <laughs> You're done with scene. this, yes, yes. So we're in the next scene. I wanted to say, because I have a nice thing to say. Okay, which is go for it. the one thing I can I consistently because sometimes the show gets like some inconsistent points, but the one thing I consistently give it credit for is like the far background shots of architecture specifically, because I want to say as they roll into this palace of the the Beastmen land, I liked the background shots of the palace. It was like a different design. It was clearly not just like slightly architecturally different, but it was like like the the kind of the whole cultural feel of it was different. This yeah. is only like the very far background, by the way. This isn't like foreground objects. Right. As soon as we're in the foreground, it looks uh-huh. identical. But yeah, I I, I agree with that. But that's yeah, nice. so I want to say I like the architecture. Now, yeah. moving on from that, because that's like two seconds worth of shot. Uh, we are now meeting with the Beastman King. Right. And there and the, are the some whole culture to say here. of the Beastman is like vaguely arabic yeah but that only but, shows up in clothing and architecture and there's yes none they, of that they, they grabbed arabic as like an aesthetic style right they just you know they they took the arabic texture pack and they just slapped <laughs> on the world dude is cultural appropriation just using texture pack <laughs> Oh, I'm downloading Rosetta Stone so I can get the Spain data back. <laughs> oh, my God. But it is worth noting. You're definitely right. There's, like, the like the pillars, the dress. There's some vague Arabic vibe to it. Um, so when we're meeting with the Beastman King, um, uh, it's the princess who does the talking, which I can get behind. Again, this, like, nobility talks to nobility, but a question immediately comes up, like, hey, you just fucking popped in out of nowhere. Because the point of this trip was not that, like, this princess would come see the Beastman King. It was that Toya would set up a gate so he could meet with the other king, and also so that his ambassador could come home. Right. As far as as far as the Beastman King knew, the whole point of this was just the return of his ambassador. Mm-hmm. That's true, actually, because no message was sent ahead saying the thing about Toya coming to set up a right. gate. And the only reason that we know that no message went ahead... Because you might think, oh, you could do some magic message, but we know because he, the Beast King didn't know who Toya was and he didn't know about Yumina visiting. Exactly. And we very distinctly not set up any kind of, like, magic message ahead 
aside from if Toy has already been there, he can just gate and whatever. Yeah. Um, but the and the reason of bringing all this up is because it feels like it should be a bigger deal that like. <laughs> Nobility from an entirely different land, and admittedly, it seems like you know, it, it seems like relations are friendly between Ms. Mead and whatever other land is called. But still, there should be what, some what is some circumstance called? to this. <laughs> I don't know what it's called. Dude. I don't know what their home country is called. Oh god! Yeah. I actually, I don't think I even have it in the notes. Holy shit! We gotta yeah. see if we can ever find out what it's called. But anyways. <laughs> Um, because I yeah, think so it's there's, not there's the scene where, the, so basically the beast, the beastman king says, um, "Wow, they didn't bring up the letter. You were right. I just realized they never brought up the letter again. Yeah. Talk about it. Bring, discuss uh, it. Okay, so Yumina um, gives the beastman king a letter, and then the beastman king like reads it. And he's like, aha, but doesn't we don't ever see what the letter is. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's a bit where the beastman king says, Toya." you fought a dragon how impressive i want to fight with you mm-hmm. you know you killed a dragon yeah um dude this ties in to our headcanon conspiracy theory so so well. well yeah oh my god yeah. i'm just realizing the implications here because so go ahead because you this is like okay here's I, admittedly this is my baby but you like really fell in love with this this <laughs> theory <laughs> here's my thought about what's happening and you can provide a counter idea yeah, yeah. So Yumina realized that, like, she cannot control Toya alone, mm-hmm. right? Yumina is like, mm. okay, he can take down a dragon. He's uh-huh. too powerful for us to control alone. But mm-hmm. in Mizmead, there's an ancient sorcerer who has powerful magic, which may in fact rival Toya's own. Are you talk? Oh my god, dude! Are you are you talking about fucking uh, what's her name? Lean. Lean. Oh holy shit! But it fucking backfires. Oh shit! Because Toya just picks up Lean's spell. But if oh my god. if he hadn't been able to do that, oh my god, you're right. Then Lean oh, could have been one of the only checks. I thought I, I want to put forward how I interpreted this into our yeah, head go for it. Just. But I think yours is better. Mine was that basically he's not in on the game yet. Like so far, this is a, a an opportunity that only this rivaling country is trying to exploit. And so why would they, you know, why would they bring him up at all? Either, to, why would they bring him over at all to like someone else who they don't want to control this this weapon? Either, A, that letter is actually like, you know, don't show signs of what this contains or, like, he will, you know, hurt either you or me. But stay off this guy. Like, he's ours. He's our resource. Or it's something along your lines where it's like, we can't control him alone. I want to... This is a big enough change that we need to come to peace to to come together on this one matter. Or Um, it's soft diplomacy. Ooh. In in what... Like, like as a... It's, this is the stick. Oh, he's, they sent him over as, as an intimidator. Yeah. And And, they like mentioned like, hey, he killed a dragon on the way. And the king says, I want to test him myself. Right. The king says this after he reads the letter. Now the king is the most powerful person in his country. And he's like, okay, they're threatening me. I'm going to have a friendly spar with this guy. 
Yeah. This is because also why king... he doesn't accept the slip excuse. Because slip doesn't tell him anything that he wants to know. Exactly. Oh, 100%. That just tells him that Toya knows slip. Right. But it doesn't tell him oh that Toya actually has the ability to say single-handedly defeat his army. Uh-huh. Oh my god. That's so good. I mean, I my own... Oh. And the king, because the king knows that he himself, he's not quite on the level of lean, because I'd say, as far as null magic goes, program, which we'll get to later, is far, far more powerful than Excel. Yeah. Um, just well, in terms of raw utility. They're both Turing complete. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, with the right macro, you can do fucking anything in Excel. <laughs> of the programming jokes I am ready. <laughs> God damn it. They're both Turing complete. Holy shit. Oh, God. But yeah, so this, there's like many different ways. In fact, it could even be that, now let's consider it from the point of view, not in canon, but like as a story. Mm -hmm. If this story was actually playing off of our head canon, it could leave this mystery till later. This could be like a, what actually is the relationship between Ms. Mead and unnamed homeland? Like, what was in that letter that the princess gave uh, to the king? Um, it, it could be used as, like, a really cool plot device. Yeah. Right? Like, what's the underlying diplomatic relations here? But we, the viewer, are never, like, privy to it. What's... We're only privy to, you know, whatever the story wants to show us. Right. Like, I, I just think it's a really interesting balance of... Like, what is Toya getting out of their control, or are they actually starting to use him to pressure people? And you wouldn't That's really know brilliant. until you start to see, like, is Mizmid starting to say capitulate to the main That's kingdom? Brilliant. It's both, there's two separate aspects. Unfortunately, they don't really mesh too well together. No. But both the aspect of they brought, they sent them to him because of Lean's presence there and her power, or. They sent him as an intimidator, or both on their own excellent ways to take this in the headcanon, but they really don't mesh with each other, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, um, as but does him not as like need an, to be said, have you ever seen... The show does not do that. <laughs> no, of course. I want to say, before we go off it, though, have you ever seen uh, Inside Man? No. The movie. It's, so it's, and we can actually relate it here. It's, I think it's a very, it, people are mixed in terms of how they feel about it. I think I, it's a I'm very good a movie. I'm still a virgin, it's, so uh, I've never seen Inside Man. <laughs> Dylan. Yeah, what's up? So Inside Man is a heist. Is, it's something of a heist movie, but we're not shown it from the perspective of the people doing the heist. We're shown it from the perspective of uh, a hostage negotiator who is uh, working on this case. And one of the things, the heist itself in Inside Man, in my opinion, is a really cool, well-structured plan that they came up with. Um, incidentally, spoilers for Inside Man coming up here. I'm not, I'm going to keep away from any huge ones, but it's, it's a, it's a movie worth checking out in my opinion. Um, one of the things that the people doing the heist do is they all come in dressed identically. They all have these masks, sunglasses, and like identical, basically hoodies and, and pants. And they dress, after they take a full bank of hostages, they dress all the hostages identically to themselves. So you pretty much can't tell who's who until they, you know, take action. You can't tell who's, uh, who's one of the, the robbers and who's one of the hostages. And one of the things they do to intimidate hostages into keeping quiet is they, they split them up into separate rooms. 
they take one hostage from one room, or maybe a group of them, like just one of them sort of takes them along with him, and then puts them outside uh, a glass door to another room, just facing away, and then goes in to intimidate the hostages in that room. And the people inside the room think that they are essentially being uh, threatened by this big group of the captors. When in fact, it's just the one using the others as like fake intimidators. And you can see how I'm relating this in. Because here we have the same concept where basically, unknowingly, Toya is brought along as an intimidator. And he's, while he's not privy to it, they can pose like he is. Right. And like he's just like, you know, keeping quiet to, to stay low profile. Um, and yeah, we know that he, the, the king knows that Toya killed a dragon. And Toya yes. just appeared. But Toy is with these other people who also killed the dragon with him. Yeah. So they can also kind of bluff that who knows how strong those people are as well. Exactly. You have like a full bluff situation that actually, as soon as you brought up your theories here, reminded me of Inside Man. Because it's the whole idea of bluffing as to sort of who's on your side, who uh, can do what, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, uh, anyways, just, uh, we do have to return to reality now, because, right. God, we're already getting very long. We're so, but, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, it, it's, it's very cool how this could tie in. And just the fact that the show never addresses it again kind of, like, makes you go, like, ooh, this is, you know, the headcanon coming true. But in reality, it's just they, they just forgot. didn't care about it or forgot about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, the king Spars decides with to spar with Toya, and the rules are, uh... It's a it's a fight until the first person submits and um or is in or a position I, to receive a killing blow. Right, in a, yeah. Uh, and you can use any magic that is non-lethal. It's non, it's non-harming, actually it's non-harming. It's non-directly offensive specifically. Is so that what like, it, yeah, okay. I believe so, which is a weird we talked about. It. It's kind of an so odd So like microaggressions ruling. are where on <laughs> I cast my microaggression magic. <laughs> you're you're a little put off. <laughs> um, uh, the so it to me it's a weirdly specific ruling. In fact, it makes me think there must be some again in a better show. There must be some like reason that sparring in Mizmeet is done this way. Like yeah. I imagine there's some kind of history to this. You know? Some kind of, like, something happened where, mm -hmm. you know... It's like something that built the tradition. You know, right. there was maybe... There was a king was sparring and, like, was... Maybe it's that. I, directly offensive magic is too hard to avoid being lethal with. So or, maybe when maybe they wanted to... Like, directly offensive magic is, um, like, seen as cowardly. Whereas, like... Oh, yeah. If it's not yeah. directly offensive, then it's changing the landscape or it's mm. or it's just seen as more intelligent or like more it's mainly internal right like i think mm. see what i think it is is i think in the beastman culture like body enhancing magic is mm -hmm. respected but like oh, direct yeah. combat magic is not dude and that would also tie into why the beastman king is like this really buff guy because it, it in this version of beastman culture they respect, like, internal strength to a great degree. And this could extend, this could be, like, they also respect Lean because she has a different kind of internal strength, right? Right. 
but she has she's also really powerful yeah. under this rule set because programming doesn't mm -hmm. is not directly offensive magic you could animate like a golem mm -hmm. we've brought it up enough at this point by the way that i should yeah, say what should... programming is it doesn't right. come until later but basically this woman lean who lives here has no magic called program where she can basically program inanimate objects to act as far as we can tell however she wants it to um which yes as you can tell crazy powerful uh but we'll get to that later yeah you uh, were as you were yeah as you were sort of getting it here in fact lean might be even more respected because she has the capacity to give other things greater internal strength mm. right so like that's why sort of lean has high status we see both the immense physical strength and the null magic excel uh which is just if we haven't explained it already, he says it and he goes very, very fast. In now, fact, so, what so is fast the, the animators don't even have to draw him. Wow. <laughs> what is the difference between Excel and Boost? Yeah, you got me. But <laughs> you got me there. Okay, so so one one thing about this fight is so Toya first just uses slip and the king falls yeah. and then Toya like beats him. Yeah, it's this another is what we thing of, up earlier. Yeah. It, for whatever reason, the author seems to think that Slip is the most powerful spell and the most overpowered <laughs> spell that, that was introduced. So I they constantly, why. he constantly has to like nerf it. <laughs> so then like, they have to have the battle where it's like, the king's like, no, you can't use that spell. Um, <laughs> and why are you, why is he nerfing Slip? Yeah. Of like, all fucking things. Why like, not I'm, Gate? Why not? Uh, exactly. Why not? You can use Gate to win a fight just as handily. Just fucking gate him so he falls on his ass instead of slipping him. Or just gate right in front of your sword and then you put yeah. your sword right through there and then boom. But anyways, aside from yeah. the million ways other no magic could be used better, yeah. I mean, I like the idea that, yes, on its own, slip is still, if it was the only spell he had, it's still very powerful. Like, it's, it's still it is very powerful. has its own right. But it's not either the most powerful or the most interesting spell he has. Yeah. And it's so why slip? Way overused for a show where the the thing is, if that was his one spell, I'd be super down for a show which is how can he manipulate situations where he can use that? You know, exactly. maybe That's the what king I was just can saying. use Excel and the king won't fall if he just slip underneath him. But if he mm -hmm. predicts where the king is going to be and uses slip while the Excel is happening, that is yeah. Powerful. It's more that I'm just sort of like almost indignantly angry here i'm like if you're just going to use one spell all the time and talk about it all the time don't like, give you don't give them make it a all better these other one. fucking spells make it a cooler one than fucking slip yeah. is my thing like just fucking have him get obsessed with gate and use gate in a bunch and then we basically have portal but he has all the other powers still i don't know but anyways yeah the first round happens and the king bans uh slip and the other funny thing about this is Aside from in the cool world where it's like, this doesn't tell him enough information, he needs more. It, he really says it in such like a whiny way. Like <laughs> he falls on his ass and he's like, that's not fair. You can't, you can't use that. That's banned next round. And it's literally like the fucking, like, it's my Nintendo. Yeah. You, can't, you can't fucking play as Fox on my, my GameCube. He's banned next, next yeah, game. This character's not fair. <laughs> this game is stupid. Dumb. I fucking... Oh my no, god. Let's play Mario no, we're not making another Smash Bros. Melee joke. No. <laughs> no, I refuse. We we also have too much else to talk about. Yeah. The uh, the next round happens and it's like a real fight, kind of. <laughs> In universe, it is a real fight. Yes, exactly. Uh, for us spectators watching it, <laughs> it is an empty arena with a few particle <laughs> effects 
Cut to spectators looking amazed and talking about how they can't follow it. And then cut to they're like colliding. It's like, okay, imagine it's if you were watching like Dragon Ball or Naruto or something. And then there's the people like, they're moving too fast. I can't follow it at all. Exactly. And then, Instead of seeing it from the perspective of the people moving, right. we see it from the perspective of people who can't see it. It's like, what if, what if you were in Dragon Ball, but you were just a guy watching the fight and it sucked? <laughs> And all you see is, like, one second passes, and then either the bad guy's dead or your world explodes. <laughs> That'd be a cool show. <laughs> but, so, that's what... First, some things happen before that. Basically, like, the king uses Excel. Oh, and when he uses it the first time, finally, someone takes advantage of how dumb yes. the long spell yes, names I are. Fucking this is the one this. time where Toya starts being, like, blinding dust storm like he's saying it and the king's like too slow and just elbows him out of excel and thank you jesus fucking christ yes it is too you did not need excel to take advantage of it but i'll take what i can get yeah oh <laughs> sorry before we i need to say this at this point toya says this is that slip was one of his null magic spells <laughs> and the king does not even call him out on how ludicrous it is that he has more than one <laughs> yeah the king's just like, whatever, That's that yeah. one's banned. That one's stupid. So, yeah, then, then Toya sees the king use Excel, immediately just and uses also, Excel again himself. And the king does the stupid anime thing where he explains his whole ability after using it the first right. time. They, like, there's this great moment where Toya's trying to cast a spell and the king, like, uh, stops him and, like, stops the, you know, blocks the spell from happening. Yeah. And then they just sit there and talk for 20 <laughs> seconds, just totally undoing all of the progress they just made at any kind of realistic uh, fight. Yeah. It's, it's sad. And then of course, once he's, I mean, he didn't need to explain it fully, but now that he's explained it fully, Toy is like, well, thanks for that. Excel. And then he, he zips around. Right. And then we get into Dragon Ball territory. Well, yeah. And then, then he uses Excel and boost at the same time, which I, I don't know the difference between them. I don't get why there would be two different I mean, spells. I have to point out, I, I think in part it's that boost gives you, like, offensive physical strength. Like, Excel just seems to make you faster, right? Which, right. yes, you can say to be faster, that is in and of itself, like, a greater force. Sure. But we can suspend, I can suspend my disbelief so far as to say that, like, you know, that's yeah, that. Boost also increases speed. It's true, it does. So, like, but, yeah, but I mean, Dylan, I... Dylan, Dylan, Excel is faster, you dumb shit. You piece of garbage. It's, it's wild to me that Toya doesn't try to use Boost before mm -hmm. learning Excel. He just immediately it's... uses Excel, and then the one yeah. time he's, like, kind of evenly matched with somebody, he's like, well, guess I'll just <laughs> use Boost, and now... It's like... It's, it's wild to... because he, he beats the king by using the thing that the king is really good at, and just yes. instantly becoming better than the king of Exactly, because as far as we know, Toya has no particular ability to, like, get good at using these spells immediately. And in fact, they even suggest that he isn't, because if you recall, the first time he uses it and appears behind the king, he says some shit like, I won't miss next time. You know, I missed the first time. It's hard to handle. Or, like, something yeah. like that. Not exactly that, but something like that. Can I also point out that it's ludicrous that just giving the spell Excel to a buff person makes them immediately objectively better than uh, Elise with Boost. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Maybe Elise Elise's should fucking pump boost some strength... iron, huh? 
exactly. Elise's boost strength has never seemed like like it's good, Man. but it's never been like superhuman. It's just been like really buff. It's like can I do if... a deep pull now? <laughs> yeah, hit me, hit me. In uh, in Mistborn, um, uh-huh. there's people who can burn. Uh, what is it? That's is the it? book series, right? It's the, the, the book series. Mistborn? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. It. Um. I want to say it's pewter is what they burn to get like mm-hmm. stronger. And then there's this discussion about whether it's better to be really buff and then burn pewter and become way stronger that way. Uh, you it, it, basically you get pewter. stronger, faster, etc. Or if you're all if you're like thin and you burn pewter, then it like allows you to have like crazy dexterity and like really max that out. Oh, oh, that's cool. It, that's it's sick, dude. Man, I gotta read the Mistborn series. Oh, dude, you gotta read the Mistborn series. I'll, I'll get to it at some point. I they, promise. They this episode so sponsored hard. by Mistborn. Um, so, <laughs> uh, this, so the this fight finishes. Sponsored by the subreddit r slash fantasy, which only ever seems to talk about Mistborn. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, okay. I wouldn't know because I don't go to trash subreddits. Oh boy. All right. So uh, now that that fight has started. Uh, Toya wins the fight because of course he does and as Dylan said it is kind of infuriating he doesn't use any of his other abilities he just like gets better than the king at using Excel Um, which is dumb uh, but whatever but the king on the whole with the rest of the office suite is still better (laughs) stop stop it god you haven't seen me at my strongest yet. Word! <laughs> just like, just fucking some, some text appears in the air in front of him. He's like, and Toya's like, is that for it? my he's PowerPoint like, animations. <laughs> this Toy one like, swoops that... in from the left. Is that it? No, I can format it really well. <laughs> uh, so, uh, the next scene. And I promise we're going to power through the rest of this. Yeah. It'll just be a long episode. Can we just um, actually, like, two sentences about the, the party? Because it's nothing. They just, yeah, there's a party, there's... everybody's wearing clothes, Toy's fashion sense is abysmal, which is an ongoing oh, yeah. theme and of the show. And everyone comments about how great Toya looks when no, he everyone looks like else looks better than Toya. Everyone else, guy or girl there, is wearing a far better outfit than Toya's. Yeah. And then there's a scene <laughs> where the king... He takes a picture with his phone. Again, everybody's surprised by the picture. The king's like, oh, magic picture device. Can you print it? And again, it? Dylan and got does. really mad then, because light magic exists. Uh, <laughs> so Toya prints a bunch of pictures, and it's nothing. It's nothing. It's, yeah, there's really nothing in the party itself. Cut it's, to. I, I, remember writing, I remember writing the note that everyone else has a great outfit, and Toya is wearing a burlap sack with a vest over it that he stole from a Dave & Buster employee. <laughs> <laughs> that's it which oh my is God, that's surprisingly so accurate to what he looks like in that scene but yes we yeah. go on to the next scene he which looks is like he looks like if somebody's last outfit was their blockbuster uniform and they just <laughs> never changed it oh like in the God. last 15 years since it shut down but for some reason they put like 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 the clothing equivalent of hair extensions on their David, on their blockbuster outfit yeah. so that it like goes all the way down. Yeah. Um, so in the next scene, Toya's just sitting around. He's like, man, I'm beat. That party tired me out. And the fucking bear walks by. Yeah. He's just like, he's like walking in a hallway late at night mm-hmm. for some reason. Yeah. The tiger's with him. But other than yeah. that, he's alone. And there's just this little 
animated teddy bear that walks by. And as soon as I saw the animated teddy bear the first time, I just felt like a pit in my stomach. I was just like, fuck. Oh, yeah, because teddy bears have bad not fucking this. in anime. <laughs> for reasons, well, for reasons that become immediately apparent. Yeah. Can I make a really, really tiny minor gripe? Sure. Which is that... Whenever the teddy bear moves, it squeaks. Uh-huh. However, Lean very explicitly states that he's full of fluff. Fluff don't fucking squeak. All right? That's, nice. I just want to say that. She that's programmed bullshit. it to squeak. <laughs> that is garbage. Don't even tell me that. And yet, it's the only thing that makes sense. <laughs> so she explicitly programmed because he squeaks when he does anything. It's not even yes. just like... Uh, if okay. do anything, then squeak. <laughs> squeak easy. Oh, and here we get into <laughs> now it's time. Because now we meet Lean. Now yeah. the six hundred and twelve immortal lolly archetype. Now, as soon as we say that, everyone who knows anime just went like, oh boy. Yeah. But not like a surprised ho boy, like a tired ho boy. Yeah, like like you've been waiting for this, but it's still yes, here. You knew but it was coming. Here's why I don't get this. Because Are you talking so are you talking about this instance specifically or the trope in general? Okay, like, I I get the trope because it's people who want to have like it's gross, but it's people who want to have the lolly archetype. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they yeah. don't want the legal it's, and for people who aren't familiar with right. with anime tropes because i i speak for you <laughs> I, I am the lorax i speak for the trees um yeah. it is uh a just a gross trope where someone pops up who is a a young girl and everyone's like oh aren't you a little young and she's like i'm actually 700 and it's like yeah. a ridiculously large number every time because yep. she's always a fairy or a dragon or whatever Lolly generally is an archetype of uh, of a girl in an anime who's very young or who looks very young and acts very young. Um, it is, you know, we yeah, you know if they acted like if they acted like just a really old person who was sick of everyone's shit, I you know what that's fine. That'd but be they fine. Always that'd be that'd be like. But they no, she, she like they're is in a 12. room with a bajillion <laughs> stuffed animals, and she has a gothic Lolita dress on, and it's just oh yeah, she super gothic aesthetic on this woman yeah, for some reason yeah and yeah and she and, and sometimes becomes sometimes surprisingly is not sexualized. I should give it that credit. Sometimes it's just the mm-hmm. archetype of the character, and they don't do anything sexual with it. And exactly, it's and a, though but, the. Sorry, I keep interrupting you. Just it's just because this is all very upsetting. <laughs> yeah, it's but... so like sometimes it's less upsetting because it's not sexualized. Yeah. Um, in this case, it's uh, ambiguously sexualized it's because there's there's two things that make it a little bit towards that. The one is that we see from the ending shot that spoilers Toya marries her eventually at some point in the future. Yeah. Um, and the other thing is her the really weird fucking relationship between her and her apprentice, Charlotte. Oh God. We will, we will cover that when that comes up, which almost like gives me a nervous breakdown every time it comes up because I fucking, for some reason uh, they put in some like S and M shit in this show. Right. It's not super comfortable. But anyways, it's thank God it's not in this episode. Here we just meet her. Okay. No, I need to talk about why the immortal lolly archetype is so uh-huh. bizarre in this context mm-hmm. because it's 
usually put in place so that people can be like, oh no, she is not 12, she's 612, as kind uh-huh. of like a flimsy excuse about why this is acceptable. Except, Yumina <laughs> is 12. <laughs> so why do they have the character whose whole purpose is to make this gross thing seem less gross when they're just doing the gross thing constantly already? I don't get it. It is so weird. (laughs) And you know what it makes me think? Which is like an even... It's like it's another layer of following stereotypes where like other animes used this to play off sort of a weak excuse for the gross thing. And so many did it that this show was like, well, we have to have a character that's that. (laughs) Right. But then they're just committing to the gross thing anyways. Yeah. Uh, It's it's so weird. I have another gripe about about Toy's use of program magic, but I'll... Oh, yes. Many gripes. But this lady, Lean, has a spell, her null magic, which definitely makes her, in my opinion, the strongest non-Toya caster we've met so far. Yeah, for sure. Which is that she has an ability called Program, wherein, as we stated, she states some instructions, the object, the whatever object she casts on obeys those instructions, as far as we can tell, indefinitely. Like, that object now just right. does that. Because the teddy so the bear example, is clearly programmed and just constantly working. Yeah. And the 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 example they give is she she like says to a chair, program when sat upon, move three meters forward. Uh, and it works. And the reason if if none of you can see this already if some of you can't see this already, this is clearly the most busted uh, ability because have you seen the shit we've done with computers? No. <laughs> <laughs> like, this opens up literally infinite possibilities. Because not only do you have what, as far as we can tell, isn't, like, computation-wise unlimited computer, because I'm not seeing any time required for processing or any memory space required oh, yeah. for usage. So can I... Because I, Dylan, I've been, like, trembling, waiting to get into <laughs> how fucking ridiculous this is. You are giving the potential capacity... For an uh, an oh actual God. Turing machine to be assigned, not not like the limited Turing machines that we construct, because keep in mind, any the hypothetical perfect Turing machine, which I, I get okay, a Turing machine is a hypothetical computer that is a ve- it's a very very simple model of a computer, and it's used to compare to other computers. Basically, it's as powerful as a computer can get, um, for the computers we have right now. Maybe quantum computers can do something else. Um, and, but the thing is, the hypothetical version is infinite in both the speed at which it can do instructions and the amount of memory it has. Dude, and you could crack modern crypto You could, so easy not with. just modern crypto, you could crack any, any crypto. crypto. I'm pretty sure yeah. there is no cryptography Except even in a hypothetical world. Except what? Single-use keys. Oh, yeah, uh... Of course, but then you can just brute force it instantaneously, right? Uh, well, a single-use key, you, you, you can't brute force because key? if it's the length of the message, then... Oh, yeah, I sing- see. Yeah. I see. It's tied to... The- no, that makes total sense. Yeah, that's, uh, the, that's the only type of crypto that is you can't... Well, but can't you brute force crack. that by testing varying message lengths? And you can test infinitely many message lengths? Uh, well, if it's... If you know how long the message is and you, have, you encrypt it with a key that's the same length as the message, mm-hmm. then... Uh, trying to brute force will give you every possible combination. Mm-hmm. 
See, I see. Yeah. So, hey, so technically you don't know Hey, thanks for listening to our nerd shit one. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to our nerd-ass loser podcast. Welcome to fucking... <laughs> I, I'm Roman Mars. This is cryptography now. <laughs> so, anyways... My, my main point is, and I'll skip over Welcome a lot of the other stuff. Welcome to 1% Visible. <laughs> I love it. Uh, isn't I'm, it called 99% Invisible? Oh, I see you made a joke. I'm Greek Venus with 1% Visible. I'm the other Greek Venus. Uh, um, so, uh, the, the point is, because you've put the ability to program objects with... As far as we can tell, anything the object is physically capable of, right? Like, they program it to move forward, despite a chair having no method of exerting the force to move forward. Right. And she um, says something about it works better if the object is, like... Like, it, it would work better if you if wanted it was to make the... fly if it looked like a bird. So there's exactly, some... Exactly, which is interesting. So this yeah. means... What, what I took it to mean is basically that every object you cast it on is kind of a peripheral, right? And each peripheral basically has its own functionality and peripheral being like any device you hook up to a computer, a printer, a, a speaker, whatever. Yeah. Um, and then that each of them has their own functionalities that can be called upon from the, uh, the program spell, except then as Toya proves later, you can add functionalities to right. these objects, including other, other spells. spells. You can import other spells into your code. Fucking insane. And then my question is, does it cast the spell using your mana pool? Or does it have its own internal mana reserves? Because we know mana exists. Well, By the way, they bring up mana again this episode. Max, you so, haven't even considered another thing that's fucking ridiculous with this. Uh-huh. For, specifically for Toya. Uh-huh. There's no reason why you wouldn't be able to bootstrap a spell and have, say, his smartphone complete uh-huh. most of the computational work. Oh my god. And Dude. then... <laughs> Why even why even the smartphone when the spell clearly handles well, computational backside on its own? Just just because if you wanted to bootstrap all of the like Oh! Oh dude! Yeah. Yo! He has a smartphone! I forgot about that for <laughs> yeah, obvious right? reasons. Just if, if you wanted to like Holy not have shit. to build everything up from scratch when you're running your code, just <laughs> bootstrap it off your smartphone, which is an already ridiculously powerful computer to have. That can, if it can interface, because oh. the smartphone can oh already God. interface with magic. So having <laughs> this ability just totally completes uh-huh. his ability to do anything with com- computation and magic that he wants. He can do anything at all because we know he can create and destroy matter and forces. And this right is, through basically, you could create like like permutations of the he basic could elements. Become God that could at do this that. point. He could he basically. Could, he has the computational power exactly. and the raw magical power to become god i haven't realized yet but he absolutely if he just put in he like he'd have to put in some work but not even like that much work yeah (laughs) and he could at this point become an omnipotent god over all things unironically like we've had him become ridiculously powerful before but this is omnipotence (laughs) this is as powerful as you can get you know you know what was incredibly unrealistic in the scene where toya programmed the chair though and I have yeah. this just a grape that I have. God, you're gonna, you're he has a smartphone, and he doesn't once fucking check Stack Overflow. <laughs> you stole it from me! God damn it! My bit was gonna be, God, Queef Thief 96 says he solved the issue, but then he closed the thread! What the hell? <laughs> 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 or like, 
Or, like, she goes to show him the spell, and she, like, bops the chair. She's like, God, fuck, it's written in JavaScript. Ja- God damn it. <laughs> God fucking... Uh, uh. What do you mean? What do you mean I have to update Python? Oh, fuck, okay. What this you, package... Is, is oh, God, this my... package has so many dependencies. Wait, which environment is it? Is this my, is this I, my pip environment? Or... I ran a pip freeze, but that's, this isn't even the right one. Hold on, I gotta track down which pip I'm using. Oh my god! All right, and I I'm limiting the programming to that because of course with this you could go almost infinitely, and that's not Uh, what this show is about. So Max, what does what does Toya use his fucking omnipotent magical programming power to do? Well, Dylan, he makes a gun. Oh. And now we Uh, get to. So so how does? But how does using? How does suddenly having the ability to program? allow him to now make a gun what does that do for him well well dylan he could already modeling a gun easily right that's no problem right. to a guy like artoya right yeah not only that but but this lets the gun auto reload on its own because <laughs> that was what was holding the him only back. thing he uses not only that here's another fucking gripe he specifically programs it to use a port to reload, right? He uses right. It, he says. Uh, Wait, why don't you use modeling to? But well, that's one thing too. But here's the other thing: we see the bullets fly up off the table into the gun when it reloads. A port teleports things. That's right. A port does not fucking like it floats along the path. It teleports things. All right, obey your internal rules, guy. Oh my god! It. I just realized a port in conjunction with with a program. Oh has yeah, dude. Such incredible, dude. dude because dude, how far but, can and, we? Dude, and also in conjunction with the phone, right? Use the map function. Search for enemies of Toya. A port <laughs> the object into, into the their depths head. Of the ocean. Yeah. Oh Boom. God. Like, like it doesn't even take him work. He just fucking. And like I'd say, you can't just say enemies of Toya, but Toya has done like family of this girl before. Right. You know. Like, it doesn't seem like a big He could stretch. have an ongoing spell that anytime somebody comes at him with killing intent... Instantly kills them. Just instantly kills them. You could do anything with programming. Yeah, we need, we could, need to move away from this. You could create the more a I computer think about it, the out of the physical universe furious. using program. <laughs> you could reshape... Dude, you could reshape laws of, re, like, laws of physics and laws of reality using program. Yeah, just at be least like, in a local Whenever area. something would normally be uh, at least localized, but I'm sure you could find some way to exploit it too. Right, well, as, as long as he doesn't seem to be constrained by mana. Like, you could be like, on object near me, like, is attracted to a gravitational body, apply the inverse of that force instead. And now suddenly, gravity works in the opposite way. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, what it's, the fuck? There's... I, this this I, is the this is the moment where the whole the, show becomes ludicrous, and you realize that Toya is actually just a complete buffoon because he doesn't take advantage of this. Such a stupid fucking kid. Uh, you can go back to God and defeat him at this and, point and in one-on-one is, combat. They nobody else in the universe has the understanding. Of how powerful what they've just given Toya exactly. is. Exactly. They don't He's know the like, only one computer who can realize this. And, and maybe Toya doesn't. hasn't like 
learned about this, but he could at least, like, try to figure it out on his no, own, right? He Max, could say, he has a smartphone with access to our fucking internet. Oh, like, right, he has he access to our whole internet. anything we know. I forgot. He can le- Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> I forgot about that. Can I say, first of all, can I say this... Part of the reason why I kept saying Lean is so powerful is because as long as she knows at least, like, one element, she can exploit this, maybe not on an, like, omnipotent scale, but she can exploit this close to that point as well. Right. Especially if it's true that, like, spells cast by programmed objects don't use your mana. Um, Because then she can use, like, whatever element she has, she can use very, very small versions of that to, like, manipulate, you know, physical reality. In right. like a small extent and then use programming to but like you said in theory these people just don't have the the knowledge to know that right right because who nobody's developed all of like exactly. our algorithms and stuff wouldn't it be cool if lean was just like she was like the fucking alan turing of this world like she had her no magic and she was just yeah. like fucking around with it to, no, to figure out computational like the theories right <laughs> Yeah. Because, oh, yeah, yeah, sure. Because Lovelace, I, I only did Lovelace Turing is the because... one who's actually writing programs for machines that weren't invented yet. Yeah, well, you know? like, it'd be like a combination. In my version, it's like a combination of Turing and Lovelace. Yeah. Because it's you have the practical side where she's using it to, you know, do things with these the, the, the objects she has around. Right. Also, can I say how much I hate in the show, all she ever seems to use it for is that one fucking bear. Um, but... Nice, <laughs> oh, it's a powerful bear. <laughs> but... The, the reason Turing has to be brought in in my version is just because, like, she could use this to discover, like, some of the theory stuff, like like Turing did, Oh, right? yeah. Yeah, no, you're like, right. Like, we could have Lean developing uh, CS theory. But anyways, this is Yeah, but that, that's a show enough. that would make you nut and precisely that... nobody else happy. <laughs> so. <laughs> All right, fine, fine. Um, you're right, you're right. Two, but, two more things about the gun that I need to say. Oh, we, oh there's uh, many things we have to say about he, the gun. You he can fires say, I didn't mean to with scare one you hand, off, by the way. Sorry, without any regard for the recoil, like a total oh, asshole. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, the gun has two modes. It has a dagger mode and a longsword mode that he also uses programming to, to make the gun switch between yeah. them. It's ridiculous because... Um, Why do you need like, a sword? Okay, it's a revolver with a fucking bayonet on it. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 it's insane and yeah, it looks it's not awful a and when it's when it's in the longsword mode uh like okay where are you gonna get leverage to swing this thing are you gonna still have your finger <laughs> yeah. on the trigger like it'll snap no it, like it, the handle didn't change he's still holding it from like still, the angle you hold a gun at. he's still just holding a gun and why would the longsword have a gun on it why would uh, i why would, uh, and other minor gripes to bring up yeah. So he, he's using the fang the villagers gave him to make this, by the right. way, in case we didn't establish that. Um, and for some reason, fucking Elise comes up to cut it with, like, water no, it's saw. Lin. It's Lynn. It's Lynn? Oh, yes, it is Lynn. Sorry, so I mix up Lynn and Elise yeah. all the time. I mix up Lynn and Elise all the time. Um, Lynn comes up. For some reason, she has to cut it using water saw before he modelings it. It reminds me just of, like... very... Like, when, when you're, like you know a four-year-old and your mom's mm-hmm. like you know cooking something and she like lets you she's like oh yeah you can help and she like here can you can you like shuck this corn for me and in the meantime she oh. shucks like six of the corn <laughs> and you're like Absolutely. i'm helping that's a hundred percent what it is can i also say if lynn can do this why isn't she applying it in combat if she has a spell strong that uh slices at a strong enough force 
to cut through to cut this like legendarily them. tough material. Why haven't we seen her apply that in combat instead of fucking bubble gun or whatever? You know, this is well, that's the, the like bubbles, now we're not even talking um, about toy. Like the we've already established pop. that. Yeah. Oh, Tillin. <laughs> and that does a lot of damage. See, listen, all I'm saying is, at this point, we've established that Toya has any power he would care to have. Right. But, like, you can get into the other characters' abilities, too, and see, like, hey, these people who've had these spells their whole lives could really fucking bust shit up. Yeah, like, maybe, if they maybe just the, tried. The, I could see with the water saw, like, it has mm-hmm. to be, like, it having, precise what? and it's Sorry. close, you know? So oh, okay. Maybe it's combat. maybe she has to be, maybe it's, like, very close range, you right. know? Right, or it's kind of slow like, she wasn't, to actually cut. You but know? I was she wasn't touching the the talent when she cast it. So yeah, I don't it's know. It's not man. contact range. <laughs> it, Anyways, it looks powerful. Now we reach the gun scene that we mentioned before, and Dylan, I didn't mean to scare you off. Please go ham on the on, uh, on this whole thing. Well, okay, so he but, gives he makes these guns, mm-hmm. and, and after he, he makes his, they're like, "Can we have ones? Oh my god!" And they both like pick out their own favorite gun like from right. a google search he, he, that he, he does pulls up fucking the nra's website <laughs> he goes through the magazine and he's like just choose whichever one you want and, and so why, they get why did they all choose handguns yeah they're, they're all going for like weapons this is a good question <laughs> why doesn't someone pick up a fucking sniper rifle i feel like would be the most useful in this world right or you know? or like maybe like a machine gun or yeah or just some kind of automatic weapon yeah so in autumn yeah some kind of automatic weapon because you're fighting a dragon and Yo, what's the handgun gonna do a lot of the the head cannon stuff is kind of broken at this point but they ask for weapons because they're they suddenly see a new application here i mean maybe they they already had thought out oh, that head, head cannon is, isn't broken weaponry they just don't. But, they don't realize how strong Toya has just become. Unfortunately, oh yeah. he has. No, no, no. I, oh yeah, yeah, no, I got that. I got that. I'm, I'm getting into something else here, which is like they ask for the gun so they can have versions that they can send back to their kingdom where they can attempt to replicate it. Oh, I believe you know? that absolutely. Yeah, hundred percent. And and um, also, any way that they can use Toya's power and make it their own is something that they want and are trying to get. So absolutely. Like this is why, for instance. Um, Lynn is, like, asking Toya to help her with magic, right? Yeah. Like, how can we take our own, right. the, the magic we already have, and expand upon it using his ridiculous shit? And, and Yumina is now always, she's always there when he's, like, experimenting with new, one of them's always there, right? You're right. There's always, whenever it's magic experimentation, with the sole exception of when he meets Lean, which lends more to the theory where that was actually unplanned, right? Right. That they, like, the, the whole backfiring of him learning program and maybe lean in that world where she's like you know the backup resource to use against him she didn't realize who she was talking to at first and yeah like just or she didn't showed him she didn't receive the message from the king in time or like oh, yeah 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 any number yeah. of potential reasons but imagine yeah. after well, then he takes it and uses it in that scenario how her thinking like oh god what yeah. have i done <laughs> there's there's actually there's one moment all. there where where lean he um he says, oh, I can use all of the affinities. And Lean yeah. says, sure, makes sense to me in this, like, dejected tone. And I was uh-huh. like, that one, that was, like, the audience surrogate <laughs> moment of, like, yes. Uh-huh. But yep. also in that whole meta thing we were talking about before. But also, that's the moment when she realizes, oh, God. Yes, that's the moment she's like, 
she's doing her utmost to contain it and she's like what have i done yeah <laughs> like she's seeing the end of the world before her eyes i have like, i have given it, an incredible it, power which was our country's strongest defense into the hands of just a foreign also, person it also kind oh. of strikes me as like their secret weapon like yeah, these people were not known for having like lean, but she's definitely stronger than the king. She's six hundred years old. She's a fairy. Why is she working for? Why is she in that kingdom slash working yeah. for that kingdom? Exactly. There could be some interesting backstory here. Yeah. Like you there know, isn't. when it comes to fairy, <laughs> no, there isn't. But there, when, as long as we're discussing potential, when it comes to fairies, you're ripe for like you know eternal bargain type right. of deal, right? So maybe we could have a legend about how the first king of Mismede tricked a powerful fairy into a, an eternal bargain. Um, and now she has to, like, stay and help them. Yeah. You know, you could have some cool shit here. And then maybe, maybe, oh, dude, you could have, like, her, I mean, it's a classic move, but, like, her trying to use Toya to escape the, the eternal deal. Oh, that'd be great. Or whatever binds her there. Yeah. But, um, oh, jeez. Anyways. Uh, yeah, there's... I just don't think that you should give guns to 12-year-olds. I guess that's yes. really kind of my, my oh, hot take. And I don't think that's a controversial point of view. And even even if they can use magic, um, the way that they're holding them, just like, no. Really, they don't have proper trigger discipline, right. is what we're saying here. Now, maybe if you have a spell that can immediately revert a body to an earlier state... <laughs> But, yeah, ben just the, the, the extent to which everybody is so fucking jazzed about guns, mm -hmm. and the, the extent to which Yumina is not like, oh my mm -hmm. god, this will change warfare. <laughs> this will change the it. face of, this will change the face of our land. Like, we're right. gonna stop making metal armor, because suddenly it's useless, you know? Right. <laughs> but, absolutely, this, it's not, and partially, I think part of, you could propose, there should be what you're saying, which is like, canonically, this they recognize the potential here and it changes warfare forever on the flip side toya's existence kind of changes warfare forever yeah, suddenly war is who has toya right. <laughs> um and secondly you could also argue they've never seen this before they don't realize its potential immediately yes which is yes. a harder argument to make because he shows that it's like he actually says just a better bow with more uh, more force that it impacts. Yeah, but I could see, like, in a world with magic, you're not immediately yeah. realizing just how powerful that is. Sure, um, exactly. Because magic, to you at that point, seems like, well, magic's just stronger. Right, like, and yeah, to an okay, extent, it's a good it bow, is but... if you're, like, if you're a strong enough magic user, but a gun is definitely stronger than weak magic. And, and guns actually... In... Hold on. Guns are really powerful in this world against magic users. Because they all have to fucking Because talk. of the long, the long setup. <laughs> They all have to say the dumb spell yeah. names. You're right. This this development could single-handedly, like, make mages obsolete. Yeah. But or, or at least change how they operate. Absolutely. You, know, you, need, you um, need a protective spell up the whole time. And that's mainly the extent... And Dylan has informed me that this is actually a trope of, <laughs> of isekais that they make they a make gun. They make guns. Well, you know, you is, know it is now. Because we watched Ari Fred. No, 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 I know. Yeah, you told me the first time we watched this, and yeah. then we watched Ari Fred. I was like, oh, there it is again. Yep. But to me, it it just seems like such an American trope to develop yeah, in it's Japan, weird. you know? It's make <laughs> guns or make, like, armored truck. And those are, like, the two <laughs> things that I've seen again and again in different isekai. <laughs> it's just a bizarre trope. But this, like, they don't, like, in fairness, build up the technology slowly. They just jump straight to gun and then don't go any further. 
this show like, is the first show that I've seen where they make the huge additional leap of also developing a shogi board. So, <laughs> so we're going leaps and so bounds. So we're going here. leaps and bounds. Can I talk about, I don't think I mentioned it in the episode when it happens, but that one scene, whenever it is, where there's just a fucking lamp in the background, like some background artist drew and put that lamp into the castle and didn't fucking think <laughs> about I didn't notice implications. That, but I love that. <laughs> dude, dude I, I didn't mention it this watch through because I forgot about it mm-hmm. until like now. But I remember in our first watch through, I pointed out, it's just one of the scenes where he like meets the Duke for the first time. There's just a fucking lamp in the background in the Duke's house. Oh yeah, I remember that. <laughs> and so I'm like, oh. hold on a second. Oh, Anyways. Man. Okay, the, the, so... the episode ends and we, and Toya well, Hold on, Dylan, discovers... you're skipping so much content. I'm not, I'm really not. They, <laughs> they, the, the king comes and talks to the other king. No, and then no, Toya you actually leaves. are. They go to dinner and the, 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 People who are following. That's them. what I'm saying. Yeah. So that there's a Dylan. That happens before the king comes. Does it? Oh god. Yes. Okay. So <laughs> they're going to they're going to dinner, <laughs> and Toya discovers the assassin. Oh, not the assassins. The the hooded figures who had helped out with the dragon. The the tiger discovers them uh, first, and then tells Toya. Right. And so then he teleport. He says, "You two go on ahead to his two companions. I forget who which two they are. There's um, just two of them." And he teleports up and meets them. The, the two, he, he uh, could, no, he doesn't, he, he doesn't gate up. He excels up. Oh, right. Which is I don't know basically why can up. also be used as short-range teleport to place I haven't been before. <laughs> so Imagine, so, now you can... I don't dude, know how he goes can, up the fucking wall, but sure. Oh, my God. Dude, now you can, even without everything we were saying before... Now you can excel to somewhere nearby you, excel back, and then gate if you need to bring a bunch of people. Yeah, that's true. Anyways, anyways, he excels up there, and they throw a magic flashbang. Yeah. <laughs> Which was but it's, just with funny no to bang, me it's just a magic flash it's in a vial. Literally, the, oh, is there not a sound with it? I don't it? think so. Okay, fine. Well, then why does it disorient him that much? It's just like a camera flash. Maybe oh, it's really well, funny. as we've seen in this show, camera flashes are very oh, disorienting. Right. You're right. quite frightening. You think that you think the author just like has a thing about cameras? <laughs> he's like he's afraid of them, but also like entranced by the power of them. <laughs> so it just shows up all the time. <laughs> like it's forbidden eldritch knowledge. <laughs> like, uh, like the 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 paparazzi surrounding. Like that's the guy who made that's that's the guy who made another world with my smartphone. And <laughs> the cameras start flashing, and he just screams like you hear it over all the noise. So, so the two people drop the flashbang. They run away. Toya uh, excels to where they are, and he finds them with his smartphone. So, because you know you got to use it once, yep. it's twice. Yep. But it's dumb. Absolutely. He, he finds it. He finds them with his smartphone. Teleports down to them with with the excel, and then just pulls out a his gun, <laughs> and just shoots them. And for and like in the moment, three glorious it's... seconds, <laughs> you think that Toya just straight up murks these people. Like, man, he just killed him with shooting them. And it looks like he did, too, because he just, he doesn't say anything. He just excels up and then pop, pop. <laughs> fucking down. And then right afterwards, he's like, oh, it was just rubber bullets. Which, okay. Oh, come on. Talking about rubber bullets. First of all, where did he fucking get rubber? Okay. <laughs> but. Yeah. Can you modeling things into you... other materials? Yeah. I mean, you kind of can, maybe, but maybe, but I don't know. God, please no, because Jesus. Because, yeah. 
it, <laughs> that part of you know him becoming God, being able to make it yeah. is is modeling amongst everything else. It would immediately invalidate their use of gold as a currency. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I, you know, can you? That's maybe and maybe you can just get the materials for rubber and then. Anyways, it's whatever. Um, there's a lot of questions. A lot of questions. But also, rubber bullets but fucking hurt, yo. They are not. Like, they are less lethal. They are not non-lethal. Yeah. And if you're exactly. talking from five feet away, rubber bullets right to a there. center of mass, that could fucking kill somebody. They're not just okay. gonna get up. At the very least, that's gonna cause like serious. That could break a bone. Serious Absolutely. internal bleeding. This show treats it like it's fucking tranquilizer darts. Yeah, they, <laughs> you know? they're just kind of down, and then they then. <laughs> And the, the reason why they have to fall down and be motionless is that Toya can be like, let's see who you are, a la Scooby-Doo uh, style, reaches up to, like, pull off the mask, and as he's and reaching he up, sa- he wait, just wait. ropes them. He, he says first, Dylan, there's plausible deniability okay, here. Yeah. He says, let's make sure you're not armed. <laughs> and yeah, because that's a real concern if you're Toya, that, that the other people bef- might be armed. And he armed. does this before taking the masks off. He goes, let's make sure you're not armed. And he fucking runs his hands up under the robes and plot twist, they're ladies and he grabs he grabs a pair of boobs. Also, the only thing he knows about these people at this point is that they were following along with the convoy and they stepped in to help in the fight against the dragon. So the fact yeah. that he doesn't realize that these are people on his side sent by his kingdom to help, you know, protect the yeah. crown princess exactly. Why means he he's just... an idiot. <laughs> And they definitively didn't attack him when he found them out. So right. like they just then he ran. fucking shoots them with rubber bullets. <laughs> it's it's like, an unprovoked short assault. Range. Oh and, my and god. And again the show just treats it like, well, it's fine, they're rubber yeah. bullets. And I mean cares? again, headcanon wise, I mean, you can't fucking get mad at Toya. Right. <laughs> or he will fucking obliterate Bro, everything. Of course. But anyway, hey, Max, then... um who who are these people and what's the organization that they're with? <laughs> they're his maids, but secretly they're like spies who work for an organization just called Espion. <laughs> Straight up, exactly the name of the fourth evolution. Isn't that the fifth? Is I thought Umbreon. Was oh the no, fifth. you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Um, for anyone who doesn't know, there's a Pokemon that evolves into a bunch of different things, and everyone loves it. Eevee is everyone's favorite Pokemon. For anybody who doesn't know, you're not wanted. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm Never listen I'm to kidding. my Don't voice go, again. Uh, we have like five listeners. We can't lose any of them. <laughs> um, so, and it was just, it was very funny that just there was a name to Espeon. And it's like, oh, our rival organization, Umbreon, has been after these secrets for months. But, <laughs> the new organi- organization, Sylveon. They handle no one them. likes them. <laughs> what, Too many once, ribbons. What, once. All the organizations were under one flag. They <laughs> branched off. Okay, this isn't like a bit worth continuing. No, but it's, um, it's funny enough. But I uh, like it. Then they, they have food and uh, it's... Well, no, no, it's worth saying, and I'll be really oh, yeah, quick about sure. it, because I know you want to get done with this, I'm, I'm, because I'm... there's so much nothing for the rest of the episode. They say, he's like, why are you following us and like protecting us from the dragon? They are apparently right. secret bodyguards for Princess Yumina. And they're secret because she'd get mad if if she found out they were there. Several questions. A, why does it, like, matter that she'd get mad? Like, yeah, she'd be upset, but I'm sure she'd get used to them eventually. And, like, it's not that big a deal. Right. Like, does she really have a big thing about this? But 
B, why, for fuck's sake, why does Yumina need bodyguards right. when she's traveling with a god who is dedicated to preserving her, her I well-being? Mean, arguably, maybe she's, like, they're, they're there to protect her from Toya. But that's, okay, that's in the conspiracy oh, side of things, yeah. right? Exactly. And, We're and talking about the actual show. Here. In the actual show, yeah, it's insane. Yeah. <laughs> but from conspiracy side of things, that makes a lot of sense. You send the princess along, right. like, in an attempt to control this weapon, you need some fucking precautions yeah Um, now they they it turns out that even their best the it this the interesting thing about the conspiracy reading is that it's all these people trying to deal with an unimaginable power and uh every attempt that they make to control it is backfires impossible except through like sexual desire Oh, jeez. And, like, what kind of message is that story sending? <laughs> Good like, thing nobody wrote it. <laughs> exactly. Like, much as I like the intrigue side, I'm starting to doubt the message of this story. <laughs> um, um, they they anyways. have tonkatsu. It's literally just yeah. curry, tonkatsu. Yeah. Uh, or I guess it's, it's a chicken katsu, probably. It's a there's chicken a very katsu curry. Funny, and the there's funny a very funny thing. joke that's never been done before where it is too hot. It is quite spicy. <laughs> And they each react, and Toya's reaction is ripped straight out of some Scooby-Doo episode. Like, yeah. where his face yeah. gets redder, and then he screams. And I don't think the rest oh. of, like, there's, like, a, no, another there's, minute The only other happens. thing that's of note that happens is Toya makes the gate, and the king arrives. Yeah. But then, this being the king of the other country, not of Mizmead. But then we don't even see what happens, because Toya just leaves the room. He just leaves, yeah. And, the, so, and then we find out that um, Lean is the... Uh, master for Charlotte, who's the apprentice. Yeah. As... And we'll meet her later, and then that's uh, it. Yeah. And so, if there's one thing to say, given that we're now at the hour and a half mark, and by the way, this episode may either be released as one long one or as two parts, I don't know. <laughs> Depend- <laughs> depends. But, uh, the, the thing to say about this episode is there's a lot to talk about when you're two idiots like us who want to take every disparate element and delve in as far as we can possibly go, you know, and just like expound upon it until you're sick of it. Right. But if you're talking about just the show as a show, it's so little is starting to happen on an episode to episode basis. Right. It's like, yeah, the only thing that made this episode so long is because we were talking about MatPat for like 15 minutes and then we got (laughs) so excited about programming. But if you're like, just watching the show and not going the conspiracy route, just accepting it as mm-hmm. it's being presented. Or you're not just like reading into it extensively. You're just like, you know, an average viewer. Yeah. Who just what wants to watch what the show. happens? They, he shows up, <laughs> he has a fight and it's a boring fight. He talks for a bit. And, that's and then the, the, the arc of like, Oh, there's people following us is resolved entirely unsatisfactorily. And it's super inconsequential. Like, it wouldn't have mattered if he hadn't found out they were there. It doesn't matter that he has found out that they're there. If you skipped this episode, the only thing that you would miss is that he now knows programming. But other than that, there's nothing important that happened. It's amazing how much nothing. Like, I don't know. If you're the type of person to be really interested when he just, like, says a word to make a gun, like, good for you. Right. But... Yeah, I guess the, he, I guess the gun is the also only. Marginal. But that's not even because he. Why does he need that? Yeah. 
So the only story beat that has any impact <laughs> really is Actually. that he a- arrives at Mizmeet. So Toya's abilities are yeah, that he is... We didn't even get into this. He is fast. He's, he's like stronger than the normal person, has incredible reflexes, and has all the magic. A gun is a weapon designed to compensate <laughs> for not being as strong. Exactly. And for not having magic. It, like It's... And it, so, why was it there canonically? Yeah. Why did he as a character do it? Why was it there in terms of, like, the meta-layer story arc? Like, what Guns did they are add cool. that for? And why was it there for us as a viewer? Why did Facts, any of this guns happen? Are cool. the, Dylan, the only story beat here was that they arrived at Mismead. But Max, that's, the gun that's has it. a blade on it. It's cool. <laughs> and it in infuriates me and i think now the thing is ironically now the episodes might start getting longer because as of our show because as less i I think this is gonna be the longest episode for a while but oh dylan don't doubt me when it comes to the beach episode oh god okay don't fucking doubt my abilities uh that one's gonna be like a (laughs) three-parter maybe (laughs) so as it gets longer and more and more nothing we will or I at least will, and I hope Dylan will follow me, I will delve deeper and deeper into each tiny little fucking thing because I will get angrier and angrier. Oh, man. So yeah, that... I, I, I genuinely think that we're not going to get an episode longer than this one, but uh-huh. I definitely think not, that they're going to get but... longer than, say, the first episode. Sure, absolutely. And I, I mean, I actually, despite everything... I had a great time. I had a great time right now talking to Dylan and yeah. recording this. I did not have a great time watching that. No, not at <laughs> the, the all. The episode became much, much less enjoyable because we couldn't even like make funny comments during it. We were just like, oh, it's this again. Yeah. <laughs> but the the episode was much more enjoyable to make. So I hope you all at home um, enjoyed it as well. Well, in this difficult time. Absolutely. In these, in these troubled times, um, Take care of yourself, you know? That's the only thing I have to say of any yeah. of any weight. Don't. And, uh, and uh, as we always say, don't let MatPat give you undersale. <laughs> <laughs> or, or Christianity is closed.